Welcome to Daily Drive for Wednesday, October 19th, 2022. I'm Jamie Butters, Executive Editor of Automotive News. And I'm Kellen Walker. Today on the show, the EV surge continues with a big investment by BMW. The EV surge continues with a big investment from the U.S. government. And to keep up with the EV surge, Hyundai is asking the U.S. to reconsider its new tax credits. Plus, a conversation with Audi of America President Daniel Weisslin about, among other things, the EV surge. We're going to continue to invest in electrification on a global level, 19 billion euros in the next few years. Let's run through all the news you need to know to keep up in the auto industry. BMW is upgrading its largest plant in the world for the electric era. Today, the German performance brand announced a $1.7 billion investment to build at least six battery-powered models by 2030 at its factory in Greer, South Carolina. The project includes domestic sourcing for next-generation batteries and a $700 million battery pack assembly plant to be built in nearby Woodruff, South Carolina. It also requires construction of a new battery cell plant in the state by Japanese battery maker Envision AESC, although the details on that part of the project are still a bit shaky. BMW did not reveal which electric models it will build at the plant. The Biden administration is awarding $2.8 billion in grants for projects to boost U.S. manufacturing of electric vehicle batteries and domestic mineral production. The White House is also launching an effort called the American Battery Material Initiative. The goal of that effort is to strengthen critical mineral supply chains as automakers race to expand U.S. electric vehicles and battery production. 20 manufacturing and processing companies in at least 12 states won energy department grants that will use funds to develop enough battery-grade lithium, graphite, and nickel and build the first large-scale commercial lithium electrolyte salt production facility in the U.S. Meanwhile, Hyundai and the South Korean government are ratcheting up lobbying efforts to loosen restrictions in the Inflation Reduction Act. They argue that the rules could blunt the automaker's rapid growth in the EV market. The biggest quarrel is a requirement that limits the $7,500 consumer tax credit to EVs built in North America, where Hyundai doesn't yet make EVs. Ever since President Biden signed the law, South Korean trade ministers and members of its assembly have reached out to their U.S. counterparts in Washington to lobby for more time before the restrictions kick in, either through legislation or regulation. South Korean President Yoon Suk-yeol and other officials have brought up the issue in meetings with President Joe Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris as well. A person familiar with the automaker's thinking says Hyundai wants to delay the requirement to buy time to catch up. And Lithia Motors' net income rose in the third quarter. The expanding auto retailer posted modest increases in new and used vehicle sales and continued to benefit from rising gross profits on each new vehicle sold. Lithia's net income increased almost 7% to more than $330 million. Revenue rose 18% to $7.3 billion. The Medford, Oregon retailer says that's its highest third quarter revenue ever. And those are today's headlines. Jamie, with this BMW investment, are we witnessing a European EV invasion? Yeah, it's already well underway, right? Mercedes-Benz is making their flagship EV in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. We've got 
Volvo planning to make their EVs and their Polestar vehicles in South Carolina. And now BMW retooling their biggest plant in the world to also make EVs here in the U.S. The only thing missing really is is an Audi EV plant. And speaking of the four rings coming up, Jamie talks with Audi of America president Daniel Weisland about the possibility of Audi building an EV plant in the U.S. That's next on Daily Drive. Slate Money is a weekly roundup of the most important stories from the world of business and finance. Hosted by Felix Salmon, Elizabeth Spires, and me, Emily Peck. Confused by crypto? Can't keep up with the metaverse? Wondering why the price of just about everything keeps rising? The Slate Money podcast is here for you. Listen to Slate Money every Saturday morning, wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Daily Drive. I'm Jamie Butters with Kellen Walker. As several foreign automakers lobby Washington to change or delay new EV tax incentive rules, Audi is taking a hard look at building its first plant here to allow its EVs to better compete in the U.S. The brand's new 2023 Q4 e-tron electric compact crossover will start just under $50,000, giving Audi a new entry point for customers eager to join its movement toward an all-electric lineup. Audi of America President Daniel Weisland stopped by Automotive News Detroit office yesterday to talk about the brand's strategy for electrification and how it plans to supply those vehicles to the American market going forward. I asked him about the Q4 e-tron and what it means for Audi's growth in the EV space. Here's our conversation. Daniel Weisland, welcome to Daily Drive. Hi, Jamie. Good to have you here. So I want to really focus on your EV business. I know, obviously, as with the U.S. market, ICE is still very important, uh, but we're seeing a lot of change, a lot of action in the EV market. I imagine the, the Q4 e-tron has to be a, really a game changer for Audi. Yeah, and that's what we see. I mean, Audi always has been a leading brand if it comes to electrification. We're one of the first ones. We launched the Audi e-tron in 2019, more than three years ago. Uh, and now with introduction of the Q4 e-tron and the Q4 e-tron Sportback, actually we have the largest portfolio of any automaker here in the United States. Uh, we're going to continue to invest in electrification on a global level, 19 billion euros in the next few years. And starting in 2026, we're then only going to launch new vehicles uh, uh, which are fully electric. So that's something definitely I'm, I'm excited about and uh, yeah, uh, be, be part of this uh, story. Well, I mean, the e-tron was a fabulous car, but it was very expensive. You know, and that's fine. You sell a lot of very expensive cars. And the Q4 e-tron and Sportback are so much more affordable, sort of the mainstream of premium. And you said uh, you're hearing, you're seeing a lot more interest from your dealers in converting their business toward EVs. Yeah, ultimately it's a customer. Uh, and then obviously the dealers have their customer voice. And uh, actually we're all surprised by the demand and how fast the market has changed in the last three years, I was, would say. The beginning that was like, you know, even a dealer say, yeah, we want to have more ICE vehicles uh, and not so much electric vehicles. Now the story has changed. And especially with the introduction of the Audi Q4 e-tron, which is a new entry point below $50,000, um, the demand completely surpassed the supply completely. So is that an important element, having a lower price but still very nice vehicle? Is that important for being able to try to compete with Tesla in this space? 
Look, for us, it's important that we lead the way towards a more sustainable future, that we protect the future of our children and grandchildren. And therefore, we as a company, we have a responsibility. Um, and electrification is a key element in the automotive industry. We had already say our future is electric. And therefore, we, we invest in electrification. We bring more products to the market. And yes, of course, uh, with more products, we will also increase our volume, we increase our market share. And that's the main objective. Mm -hmm. When you're... Talking with your dealers about competing head-to-head -head with Tesla, what are the key elements that you encourage them to emphasize or what works for them most importantly? Is it having a, a reliable place to take your vehicle for uh, service? Is it the work craftsmanship of the assembly? What's, what's the key selling point? I mean, one thing is important that our dealer partners are an essential part of our business model. Uh, our dealer partners are engaged in their community. They're, um, you know, well-known in their community, they're ambassadors for the Audi brand, and they're a key element for customer satisfaction. And, and that comes to the point, we need to put the customer at the center of everything we do. And that's why our dealers play an important role. Mm. And I think we can do a better job with, you know, with the dealers we have and dealer partners than we would do without the dealer partners. And therefore, um, that's where we, a lot of focus is in there because you know there's no customer, there's no business, no business, no future. And you know that's where the dealers play the most important role. Do you also try to get involved in online selling or, you know, maybe still doing the delivery through the dealers? But I think a lot of people enjoy, a lot of consumers enjoy shopping online where there's maybe less pressure or uh, just that pressure to feel like I've got to make the decision right now. Yeah, again, it's what the customer expects, what the customer wants. And online selling is important. Uh, and we do it together with our dealer partners. Actually, we are already having phase two. Uh, where we're going to launch and the dealers are fully integrated in that. So basically we steer, try to steer everything uh, from a tier one level to a tier three level. And from a customer point of view, it's a seamless experience. That's what is important. It doesn't matter who signs a contract at the end. Uh, um, it's more important from a customer perspective so that it's seamless. And we can do that together with our dealer partners. And that's our, our vision. What do you think is the reason that consumer attitudes have changed so drastically, so recently <laughs> on EVs? You know, I, I think to a certain extent, uh, the climate change is, is reality and, and more and more people realize it. Or actually, you hardly find people saying there's no climate change. And we see it no matter East Coast here or West Coast, no matter if it's, uh, you know, countries on fire or flooding or orcans. I mean, it's terrible for those people experiencing that. And, and I think people are now realizing how important it is. And it's in Germany, you would say it's 5 to 12 or even 5 past 12. So we need to take action. Uh, and that's what, you know, we as Audi, we want to be a leading company, a leading brand to make sure that we, we take the necessary actions to protect our planet. And you feel the customers are there with you. The consumers are there. Even though it's only 5% of the market now, there's more demand oh, even than that. I mean, it's, it's difficult to say how big the demand would be if we could fully supply us, all those electric consumers. Uh, but certain studies say that the majority of the premium customers today would already buy an electric vehicle. Mm. Um, you know, if the infrastructure would be there, if, if the right model would be there. Um, so I, I think the tipping point is coming much faster than we, we think in the premium segment. And do you see that happening by 2025? When do you see uh, the premium segment going more than 50% EV? I would say in around five years or so. About um, five years. Yeah. But I might be surprised. Look, I would say, you know, Inflation Reduction Act, maybe it's going to accelerate, uh, especially in the lower segments. Uh, um, we probably see the tipping point even coming earlier. Hmm. 
Interesting. Does the Inflation Reduction Act also, obviously we've seen a report recently about the possibility of Audi having a plant here in the U.S. or in North, another plant in North America to focus on EVs. Is that something you were lobbying for? So we constantly investigate how we can uh, meet this, the demand of our customers, especially if it comes to electric vehicles. Uh, but there's no statement to be made uh, at this point from my side in regards to a, a local plant here in the United States. But yeah, of course, this could be an option going forward. And and you would support it. You'd be in favor of it if they if if that was what Ingolstadt wanted to do. Look, if it helps us to you know accelerate the transformation here in the United States, and uh, yes, why not? Why not? Okay. So you said you you know you just added these uh, these new more affordable EVs. And I asked you earlier before we were recording. You know, if you'd like to, if you feel like you need to still uh, expand the lineup, what what kinds of vehicles? might Audi be looking at next for electrification? I think ultimately the, the, the objective is that we have electric opportunity or possibility for all our premium Audi customers. Uh, and there are obviously different segmentations. Uh, you know, um, we talk about A, B, C, D segment. We talk about SUVs. We talk sedans. And that's ultimately, we, we want to lead the transformation for our customers, which still means we need to invest and we will invest in, in combustion engine vehicles. We said that the last uh, ICE vehicle will be the best vehicle. And, and over the next few years, we also renew our product lineup uh, on the combustion engine vehicles. But the focus of the future is, is definitely the electric vehicles. Daniel Weisland, president of Audi of America, thank you so much for joining us today on Daily Drive. Thank you, Jamie. That's Daily Drive for today. I'm Jamie Butters. And I'm Callan Walker. Thanks to Automotive News coordinating producer Jake Neer for his help on today's podcast. You can get the latest news on electrification, earnings results, and everything happening in the auto industry at autonews.com. Come back tomorrow for a conversation with Cox Automotive Chief Economist Jonathan Smoke about used car prices and whether we're seeing signs that the industry is inching closer to normal. If you enjoy the podcast, remember to like, leave a review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode.